This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. The Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio reminding you all you have to do to sign up to win a pair of tickets to win the Dallas Cowboys, to, pardon me, to sign up to win a pair of tickets to see the Dallas Cowboys is text Dallas to 918-262-5072. Some folks had texted that, you know, I mentioned, all right, so why in the world would the whole Travis Kelsey, by the way, we've come up with the combination of two names. It's Swelsey. Swelsey? Nah. Okay. Yeah, it's Swelsey. Uh, hashtag Swelsey. Right. So it's going to be, that's what we're going to call him as Swelsey, at least here on this radio show. It's Swelsey. So why would the, the whole thing be made up? Because, you know, Scott said in the very beginning, it's, it's all fake. Uh, and now others, including one sports center anchor, has agreed with him. So, you know, I'm, I'm, so why would you want to do that, right? And, and, and why would, first of all, the two kind of, how would they get together? Well, he tried to approach her when she played in Kansas City, tried to give a phone number. She said no, and apparently it all turned into what they're doing now. Well, at 918-262-5072, we get a text that says, I think Taylor just wanted to find out what it's like to date an alpha male. (laughs) That could be true. Yeah, you just never know. Maybe she got tired of all those, you know, those emo types, you know, know, all the uh, emotional, you know, touchy-feely ones, and she wanted a guy like Travis Kelsey. That makes sense for me. So we're asking that. Plus, uh, what is your favorite fair food? Because we found out about some new ones. Uh, Scott is all about the cheese curd taco, which we're right now thinking to ourselves, the hell didn't we think of that, right? Uh, Exactly. And and the other one is the steak and pickle and cheese on a stick. That's interesting. I wonder how pickle and steak works great i mean it works great on a high on a hamburger well, hamburger's yeah. nothing but yeah. ground beef i right? like pickles on hamburger yeah. absolutely so you put that together with a little bit of that cheese and then you dust that in cheetos hot cheetos and then you fry it come on <laughs> you've got every combination of fat and salt there you could possibly want that's fantastic all right i mentioned uh, the travis kelsey thing well we know that the colorado star is still out for a couple of um, couple of games because he was hit, and it was a late shot by Henry Blackburn from Colorado State, and it was clearly a late kind of cheap shot. Well, after that game, even then, Dion didn't get after him. Dion Sanders, head coach at Colorado, didn't get after him. There's no question he didn't. And then later, when there were death threats coming in against Henry Blackburn, which is stupid too. And his family. Yeah. He, Dion quickly said, shut that down. Well, now you got to think, and I saw this tweet, and I thought this was right. It said you got to like what Dion is teaching in Colorado, not just football. And we might not always agree with his over-the-top kind of attitude about things, but he's, you have to kind of like what he's teaching at Colorado, and here's why. Because his team and the guys on that team, none of them overreacted to that. None of them during the week went out and bombastically went after Henry Blackburn or Colorado State. Well, Blackburn then reached out to apologize, wasn't able to reach him at first. Then he was able to, and not only did the two meet, there's a great picture of them, you know, shaking hands and kind of the side hug. They went bowling. (laughs) Did you know that? No. Yeah. Having themselves a good time. And then, though, Travis Hunter, who said, hey, I forgive the guy, not a big deal. And so it was a lacerated liver, which just... Yeah, that sounds painful. God, it does. Yeah, and he's he's still not going to be back. But apparently Prime is doing a pretty good job of teaching his kids. And Hunter seems to be a pretty good young man anyway. Now, he is going to have to be a little more careful about one thing. <laughs> oh, I know it's funny. It's not funny. So yesterday when we were uh, um, we're, at the, you know, we're at the game, for uh, the Tulsa Temple game, Jeremy Poplin, our afternoon guy, our boss too, uh, Jeremy Poplin, who along with Colby does the show three to six, Jeremy is uh, out there doing his portion of the show. Colby was out at River Spirit at the Scoreboard Sports Bar. 
and uh, Jeremy's on the air, and Bruce and I are just preparing as we're getting ready for our pregame. And Jeremy kind of whispers, Rick, Rick. And I look over, and he hands me his phone, and he said, look at what Travis Kelsey just liked today on, I think it was Instagram. Well, let's say it was a photo and an account that was... Um, no, wait, is this Kelsey or Hunter? Hunter. Oh, okay. Travis said Hunter. Kelsey. So oh, sorry. Why. Yeah, Travis Hunter. Pardon me. Travis Hunter. He had liked a picture <laughs> and an account that was um, sexually oriented. Let's put it like that. Oh, that's yeah, the misstep. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was yeah, and it and it was the actual. And I couldn't tell if it was video or picture because he just kind of, pardon the term, flashed me. <laughs> hey, oh, the, the phone. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, kind of flashed the phone down at me, and uh, was saying, of course. Look, young man, you know, you were on the scene as the number one recruit. You were on the scene when you went to Jackson. You are way on the scene now, not only as, you know, the two-way player and all that you've done, but then the injury and all that. And with Colorado being the, the absolute mega starburst right now in NCAA football, somebody, I'm sure, at Colorado has had a conversation since. Uh, Travis? You know now that you are what you are, people can see what you like. You know, <laughs> And they, they are paying attention and, to that. And they are absolutely paying attention to those things. So uh, you might want to be just a, a slight bit more careful with that as uh, you go about those things in the future. And, you know, so he'll learn from this and he will move on. Now, here's the question, the big question about Colorado. A, did Oregon expose them? Or B, is Oregon that good? C, a combination of those things. And even more importantly, D, how does Colorado bounce back against USC? A team that we all, okay, um, we all. A team that many of us in Oklahoma would love to see lose just because of Lincoln Riley. And a team I personally think still, even though they're very good with Caleb Williams and they are very good offensively, I think they still have enough defensive holes, and I don't think they run it well enough yet to challenge for a title, which is why, by the way, I think when you look at the Pac-12, Washington, who is dynamic on offense, has zero running game. Oregon may be the best team out there because of their defense, because of the tough factor, which they've not had before. They've been more of your... Flash. Yeah. Well, they've been more of your finesse, if you will, team. (laughs) Lou Holtz, Ohio State. Sorry. That kind of thing. I'm wondering, how does Colorado bounce back against a USC team that I think is still vulnerable? Oh, they are. They they absolutely are vulnerable. It's going to be interesting to see what the Trojan defense looks like, because this is going to be the first big test Mm -hmm. that they've faced this year. It is. And and, and they had they've had their, you know, they've had uh, they haven't really had a lot of problems, but they've had their moments. All right, so how do they bounce back in this one? What do you think they'll do? I mean, Colorado's coming off, I wouldn't say they weren't embarrassed, and Prime wasn't embarrassed. He just said, hey, we got to get better. Got to get better. Yeah, that's all there is to it, and that's what you say. I mean, you say that when you win. But how will they bounce back from this one? How do they, you know, come through? They are the stars, the heroes, and all that, and then you get put in your place like that. How do they bounce back in this one? How do you think they'll play? Well, I guess the good thing is this one's at home. So you're going to have the crowd behind you, and you know this crowd's going to be rocking again. Mm -hmm. Um, Because not only just with the team, it's USC now coming in. Upset brewing? Maybe. I mean, like you mentioned, 
I mean, in the opener, the USC defense struggled against San Jose State's passing game. Yes, they did. So, how much? Oh, a, how much of the loss will Travis Hunter because he's still not going to be back? How much mm-hmm. will that affect thing? Things and will Shador Sanders have time to make the throws? Mm-hmm. And, will, and they, well, will the USC front line put enough pressure on him to force him to move or not give him the time to find the receivers? I have two worries for why I think he'll have a little time. Alex Grinch. <laughs> Those are I mean, their names, but their words too. Um, and look, I am not an Alex Grinch. I, I don't hate the guy. I don't even know the guy. I just don't. I'm not convinced the way he coaches defense personally. And I'm not convinced, you know, are they going to get after him? Sure, I'm sure they'll try, but you're right. This is going to be a, you know, this is going to be a crowd that's going to be very, 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 very loud. Mm-hmm. And not that USC's not, I mean, they play in front of a lot of people at, at, out there, but it's a lot like this. Yeah. It's, a it's also going to be interesting, too, because this game is kicking off at 10 o'clock local time. <laughs> How is that going to affect things? Yeah. I mean, that's, yep. that's early. I mean, it, obviously, yeah. football players are not used to Mm-mm. getting to a stadium at, 6.30 and start going through stretching and, mm-hmm. you know, warm-ups at, you know, 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning. So that's going to be interesting to see what team can really take advantage of that, especially early. And, you know, Colorado wants to bounce back. will be angry about bouncing back. And, it, you know, it'll be just as big a story. I mean, obviously, if they win, they upset them. That's a big deal. It's going to be just as big a story if they lose two in a row. And everybody's going to go, oh, well, maybe maybe TCU's not really all that. Maybe Colorado was just a flash in the pan. Maybe people just needed to see him on film, and now they've caught up to him. And then that kind of gets shoved into the back. I mean, Prime's going to keep them somewhat out front. And you know what I was thinking yesterday, and you probably thought of this because you're way smarter than me, no, I don't know about that. But next year, Big Twelve Media Day, we get prime. Oh, see, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're we, right. We get prime. Now, I mean, it's it was fun having the other new teams. Next year, we get we get Kyle, we get Prime, uh, we get uh, that. I, I hope there's some kind of interaction because I want to see I want to see if there's some kind of interaction between him and your mark. <laughs> Just because you know they're kind well, of cut from the same cloth kind of you know did you hear this did you read the story about them meeting no well during all this process of adding teams and all that kind of thing and i don't remember if the story said it was before it was done or right after it was done it was more than likely right after i don't remember but it said the two of them had lunch and you just you nailed it said they hit it off like they'd been brothers from another yeah because they're kind of i mean yorark's not flashy like dion is but he's kind of he understands the importance of being in front of the camera he's not shy he's not shy <laughs> he you know he knows marketing he knows media so yeah that's oh i am so excited right now for big 12 media i Day hadn't even thought of that, about that. <laughs> we get prime and you know they'll you know he'll be somewhat controlled and are we going to be able to get him one-on-one live hell i doubt it but we're going to try we're going to i mean i you know i may start right now send, sending emails to the colorado folks saying you know next year when you come down we'd really like to have yeah. him for a minute oh it's going to be so much fun i can't wait right now the whole month actually of july we might as well just live in dallas you got the SEC Media Days there. Oh, you in Texas. You've got the Big oh, 12 yeah, Media Days too. there. You got the American Athletic Conference Media Days there. We might as well just move to Dallas in July of next year. Just rent out a room for, Let's at, do it. Uh, for a month. At, uh... Got a Verbo? We'll have to talk to Pop about that. It is not, it's 8.09 on the Blitz 1170. In a couple of minutes, John Waters, Iowa State play-by-play. We'll break down OU Iowa State. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Hood & Associates CPAs, talking about prime, talking about coaches, talking about people who are on your side, people who can make adjustments, people who can move with the times, if you will. Football's a changing game, right? All sports is. So is finances. And that's why you want someone on your side like Paul Hood, Hood & Associates CPAs. Because Paul 
It's a guy who does adjust with the times, and his business does. Again, they're one of the fastest-growing firms in America of their type, and that's quantifiable. You can look that up. Now, one of the things you want to know about him is that it is because of his being on top of everything, he can help you be the same way. You may already have and likely already have a portfolio of some kind, but you'd really like to know if you're doing it right, and you also want to know the people who help you with that are on the cutting edge of what's happening. Here's how you can find out. Get a free one-hour visit from Hood & Associates CPAs, a free one-hour visit. That lets you take in everything you have financially, and it doesn't matter what you're looking at, whether it's just basic financial information, plans for your future, uh, employee retention credit from the government for businesses who paid wages in the pandemic, whether it's something like tax resolution because you've had issues. And by the way, it is a no-judgment zone. Trust me, they don't, they're don't. they not going to worry about what you've done in the past. They want to help you get somewhere else, right? Get that free one hour. And all you have to do to do it is go to hoodcpas.com. It is that simple. Hoodcpas.com, and you get to sign up for it right there. Get the information you need. Get an hour free. If you want to hire them, that's great. If not, it's okay. They want to help, and they can. Adjust and move with the times with your money with Hood & Associates CPAs. 811 Blitz 1170 in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. That's Scott File. I'm Rick Corey. Remember, come up Dan Patrick in about, oh, 45 or so minutes. But in just a minute, John Walters, play-by-play voice of Iowa State here on the Blitz. 817 on the BlitzTulsa.com. That is right. We are streaming right there right now, the Blitz 1170 app. Plus, coming to you right here on the air, Rick Corey and Scott File in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Hey, you want to go see the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Hey, what better way to spend a little turkey day, huh? Go down there, enjoy yourself. Watch some Dallas Cowboys football against Washington. Now that you got to love, right? You really have to love that. I mean, there's so many classic Cowboys Washington games on Thanksgiving. We're going to give you a pair of tickets and $500 spending cash. Here's how you sign up. You go out to Scoreboard Sports Bar. That is at River Spirit Casino on Thursday when when Pop and Colby are out there broadcasting the show. That's Thursdays during the NFL season. Go out there, and they'll have a way for you to sign up right there to win those pair of tickets. So you want to see them on Thanksgiving, plus 500 bucks in spending cash. That's a really good deal. Then you can go out there on Thursdays. If you want to see the Cowboys in a regular season game, then all you have to do is text Dallas to 918-262-5072. You can do it right now. Text Dallas to 918-262-5072, and you too can have an opportunity to sign up to win a pair of tickets to see the Cowboys in a regular season football game. 818 of the Blitz 1170. All right, so we're not being we ha- we're having problems right now getting hold of John Walters, the ISU play-by-play guy. Uh, he did confirm with me that he would be on with us, but you just never know how things work or if guys don't turn their phones on or whatever. So we're going to move on right along, move right along right now. And if we can get to him, we will here on the Blitz 1170. At 818, Rick Corey and Scott File here. Uh, wanted to say congratulations to the Orioles because th- you talk about a turnaround in an organization, and it happens. We see it happen in sports, right? But Baltimore in 2018 finished 61 games out of first place. In 2021, they lost 110 games. Last night, win number 100, and they clinched the American League East. Clinched the American League East. And, you know, anytime your team has had a great history, and they have, and you've been World Series champions, and they have, and then you go through that kind of a just a horrid, horrid stretch. When you clinch, the feeling, well, it sounds like this. We've talked about all the folks who made this possible. This belongs just as much to all of you who have watched, who have listened, who have come to the ballpark all these years. Just outside the story. 
Mike Elias, Brandon Hyde, and this organization, they preach patience. We preach patience. You all were patient. You tuned in night after night, hoping for a moment like this. The 1-1 to story is grounded at third. Ramona Rios from third. The Orioles have done it. Go crazy, Baltimore. You are the new champions of the American League East. All right, that's the broadcast team last night in Baltimore as they clinched. Now, he borrowed a little from Jack Puck right there, right? Remember, you know, Ozzie Smith's home run? Go crazy, folks, yeah. right? He borrowed a little bit from him right there. But, but but you could tell just in that that 40 seconds what that means to the franchise in Baltimore. That's, that's pretty cool for a traditional, you know, and they just lost Brooks Robinson mm-hmm. a couple of days ago who, I mean, I really became... I became aware of baseball. I mean, aware. You know that when you're a kid playing, right? But you grew up in Oklahoma. You grew up in football. You grew up wanting to, I mean, you grew up playing football, wanting to play football. I mean, in, in my area, even more so. Nowadays, there's great softball here and many other things. But it, it, football was the thing. So I really became aware of baseball with Roberto, Roberto Clemente in the World Series with the Pirates because our, our teachers would put it on in the lunchroom. When you're at lunch, they would have the radio blaring. They'd put a little speaker up there, but just or just put radios around. But I came even more aware of it in that 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 Orioles teams in the late '60s and early '70s, and you know, like that you know that Mets Orioles World Series, and then in the World Series right before and after. And Brooks Robinson became one of my favorite players. And they just brought, lost Brooks Robinson, and then to be able to clinch a couple of days later and to turn it around, that's a really good story. And it was a win-win night for the Orioles. Not only that, you know, the huge news. Of course, the couple, last mm-hmm. couple of weeks there was talk of. Well, you know, what's going to happen with the Orioles and Camden Yards? Yep. Could the Orioles move? Well, last night the Maryland's governor announced during the game that they're going to, they reached an th- agreement for a 30 year lease. So the Orioles aren't going anywhere for three decades. So that was another win for them. And then, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Norfolk, I had to think of who their AAA affiliate was, mm-hmm. Norfolk. Uh, they're going to be playing for the AAA championship against the Oklahoma City Dodgers, who yep. feature several former Tulsa drillers in it. They're going to be playing for the AAA title in Vegas. So, and that includes a young man named Oh Jackson Holiday. Yes, sir. So you got you got drillers on one side or former drillers on one side and members of the Dodgers organization. You got Jackson Holiday on the other side. It, that's a no. I mean, it's someone's going to lose, but that's a no lose right there. That is really nice. And it, and as you said, it's in Vegas. Be a fun one to go watch. But I I just felt pretty good for the Orioles after yeah, it's doing a big that. night for them all yeah, around. It, it was. Have you ever been to Camden? No, I've wanted to go, but no, I have not. I got a chance to go when it was still fairly new. And it was one of the first boutique, if you will, ballparks. And oh, yeah, it, it started the trend, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, it is a, it's a wonderful, gorgeous place. You can get off the train <clears throat> right there, you know, the, and just walk down. They were one of the first to, you know, there's an older, it's an older section of town, and there's a, I can't even, I don't even remember what those buildings are right there, but there's a set of old buildings right over there. Maybe there were warehouses that they'd refurbed. And it's one of the first places I'd been when I'd seen that that stuff had been taken over and refurbed. And then just to the inside of that, across the street, there were all the booths and the tents set up for in the tailgating or for the merchandise sales or whatever you want to buy or to eat and drink on the way in. It was one of the first of those. And when you got inside, you know, I hated those those multi-purpose stadiums, Three Rivers, you know, Riverfront, those old ones. Yeah, when they made them for both and they were really generic. And then halfway through the football season, you'd still be seeing the baseball diamond and it was dirt. 
you know, and it would, they were just, they were generic. They didn't feel like anything. And that when you walked in and it felt like a baseball field, it felt like a, a, a park, you know, it felt like it was supposed to feel like Dodger stadium was supposed to feel, you know, it, it, it was just a great change in the way people started thinking about building that. And then at some point it became like, we don't need to have one for everybody. Let's have our own. And I, I just, I loved that trend and I'm glad it's continuing. Yeah, because you mentioned the cookie cutter stadiums; those were oh, awful. Those were so monstrous because obviously they, you have football too, so you mm-hmm. have eighty thousand seats in them. Plus, you know, for a baseball game, some nights there could be, you know, it could be the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. And it's a weekday; there's less than twenty thousand people there, so you just really get swallowed up by it. But you're right; you get the more intimate appeal when you have the smaller stadiums, and you're, you know, you're closer to the action. There's not just huge, monstrous areas of foul territory like there was with the cookie cutters right. and Three Rivers and the Vet. and uh, Yeah, I was I was glad to see those go. By the way, did you see that Nebraska and their redo of the stadium, they're going to lose about 10,000 seats? Yeah, they, they cut, the capa- cut the capacity, yeah. You, you know, that, that whole thing about going from 110, 107, you know, you got – you got a, you know, let's see. You got Ohio State. You got Michigan. You got Penn, Penn State, State. You got A and M. Tennessee. Tennessee. All over a hundred thousand, and we're going backwards now. And, and the thing I saw, someone had actually made a kind of a snarky comment that said, "Well, it'll be easier for them to keep their sellouts now, you know, because they're going to knock down the numbers." Well, they hope with Matt Rule, they don't need to worry about that. But they have had to had corporations come in and buy tickets lately to be able to stay at that number. They they've had they they've had to do that. Well, it's nice to see that they, along with everybody else, are realizing you know it's not just about that overall gigantic number. Let's make this a better experience. And yeah, prices are probably going to go up a little bit, um, not like they are right now in New York for that Jets yeah. <laughs> and Chiefs game, it's, but going to go up a little swell-sea bit. The swellsy effect, right? The swellsy, swellsy. Right. yeah. But but I I I do applaud that. I do. I, I think having having a little charm in there is a big deal. And I think you've seen college football has been fighting this problem for a decade of, you know, dwindling attendance and dwindling, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people leaving early. So that uh, Nebraska kind of realizing that, like you said, it's kind of about the experience. Now you want fans. It's not just sitting on a metal bleacher with 108,000 other people. You know, you kind of want to have a good experience while you're watching the game, too. So, I yep. think I mean, that's that's playing a factor in it, too. There's no doubt. 826 here on the Blitz, 1170. All right, so when we start talking about baseball, and you know, as I said, there's the clinch right there. So that was one of the key games on Thursday. So who can clinch as we go forward? Well, we know the, the Orioles have clinched. The Rangers, I think they're down to they're, – they're down to – isn't it a one game to clinch the playoff berth? I think so because they won last night. So. Yeah, so I think it's one and two to the West, or maybe they maybe it. I think that's the right. I think that's right there. I, it, honestly, we have had more late competition than we've had in a while, at least in, in my recent memory. Well, the, and that's why Manfred and, and MLB added that extra wild card slot in mm-hmm. there. You have more teams fighting for because I remember back in the day and. You know, when there were divisions, it was just the division leaders. Yeah, and exactly. There were a lot of teams that were eliminated by middle of August. Mm-hmm. And now you had teams literally coming down to the last series. Yep, yep. And, and that's been for, really good fun. Good for baseball. Right. So the the Major League playoff picture today, Baltimore first round by, Texas first round by. That's if things were to end today. Minnesota and Houston and then Tampa and Toronto would be playing. National League Braves and Dodgers with buys. I hate the Braves. And then Milwaukee would take on Miami and Philadelphia against Arizona. Now, if you start looking at that, Diamondbacks 
Having having Diamondbacks in Miami in the playoffs, that's kind of fun. Having Milwaukee in the playoffs is kind of fun. I mean, obviously Houston's there an awful lot. Tampa's been there an awful lot lately. Minnesota and, and the Jays have certainly had their times, but having them there is cool. Having Baltimore get better is cool. When you look at maybe those potential first-round matchups, what do you like? I don't know. See, the baseball postseason is so wacky because last year we saw the Phillies that were scrapping until the Mm -hmm. very end to get in. They got in the last wild card, and then they just played their way into the World Series. So, you know, the first round, you know, getting a first round bye, you would think, hey, you know, we get some time to rest. We can set our pitching rotation. That's not necessarily a guarantee that you're even going to advance to the the, the LCS. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm kind of I'm kind of high on the twins. I don't know why. Um, even though the AL Central has been really bad this year, I don't know why I've just been kind of high on the on the on the Twins. It'd be interesting to see. I want to see the Brewers. I'm since my Cubs have lost yeah. uh, 13 of the last 19 and just God, decided they, tank, they don't want to play in the postseason. Uh, I'm going all in on the Brewers. I want to see Euchre in the World Series. He deserves it. He's 89. Yes, yes. Uh, Brewers haven't been since 82, so the, he needs to be. In the, I'm going all in on the Brewers. Yeah, a Cubs and Packers fan. Wow. Yeah, it was a yeah. rough night last right. night. Thank God I didn't get to see any of it. <laughs> you really do have to choose outside your zone for right about now, don't you? It is 837 on the Blitz 1170 and a Friday drive to work. Rick Corey and Scott File, not far from our picks here today. We'll uh, we'll have those coming up in a few minutes. Some really good college football here over the weekend as we get into what is a very important part of the football season, conference play. No doubt about that. Well, it looks like uh, John Walters from Iowa State either did not set his uh, alarm, Scott, or just uh, got frightened by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are pretty scary and intimidating. So I John mean, was with us last year a couple of yeah. times. He's a really good guy. He probably just forgot to set the alarm. But let's get into uh, Iowa State and Oklahoma. Now, the Sooners at home, and they're going to be they're going to be certainly favored, and they own this series. But as we pointed out, the last three times in Norman, the total score overall has been one hundred one to one hundred. Oklahoma scored 101 points. Iowa State scored 100. For whatever reason, the Cyclones are they are just tough uh, in Norman for whatever reason. Now, this Iowa State team, we talk a lot about them defensively. They are number 19 overall right now in the country in defense, and there are some things defensively they're doing really well. There are some other things they might struggle in just a little bit. If you look at their overall defensive numbers, they're, they're not giving up a ton of plays. They're only giving up 4.4 yards Per play, they've only given up seven offensive touchdowns or six offensive touchdowns and seven of and total touchdowns and two ninety two a game. So, I mean, that's those are pretty saucy numbers for Iowa State, and that's in a team that's really struggling offensively. So, you know that defense has been put in in bad positions. Now, saying struggling offensively, Rocco Beck has got he's coming to his own a little bit. I mean, he's certainly not great yet, but he's coming to his own a little bit. But that offense is starting to help them a little bit. Here's the difference for me. Had this been last year, really a toss-up. But it's not. you got an Oklahoma team that's now number 32 in total defense. They're only giving up 309 a game. They've only given up three offensive touchdowns. That's it. And when you look overall, they're only giving up, what, about 4.4 a play, which is pretty good. You, you hear somebody giving up 4.4 a play, and you think, that's a lot. It's really not. Not in college football today. It is not. So this Oklahoma defense's improvement, to me, is the difference between the two. 
you know, when you flip it around defensively, I think Oklahoma's going to defense Iowa State better than Iowa State's going to defense Oklahoma. I think this one certainly goes to the Sooners. I don't think there's any question. I don't necessarily think it's a gimme because I think Iowa State's defense can't keep them in the game. No, I totally agree with you. And you look at some of the lines on this game, uh, over or under 48 and a half. And, of course, there's a reason why Vegas sets these lines. I think that's going to be kind of what we're going to see. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because mm-hmm. I think Iowa State's going to kind of slow the game down, kind of muck it up a little bit. And I am surprised that OU's still a 20-point favorite. I'm with you. I think OU wins this one. I don't know if they cover by three touchdowns. That That's a lot of points for a game that I think it's going to be a defensive battle, especially early. Mm-hmm. Um, I think OU wins. Like I said, I, I, I don't know. that 20 points, that's a lot of cover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got an Iowa State team that – you know, just two weeks ago, they they go on the road and lose to Ohio, <laughs> and then you come back home and you've got a big momentum, a confidence boosting win over Oklahoma State. I mean, they're kind of feeling good about themselves right now. Uh, you had the Big Twelve was it offensive or newcomer of the week? Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one Rocco was. I can't remember if he was newcomer or offensive player of the week. So he, you know, he's riding high. He it was a big game for him, um, but I think it's going to be low scoring. Probably about what around what the over underline is. I don't know if OU covers. I think they win, but I just think this is going to be just a kind of a mucked up game. Iowa State struggles to score. They're 119th in total offense. They they only put up about 308 a game, which you know I, last I was saying last night before uh, Tulsa Temple, you know Temple's averaging around 350. And 10 years ago, you gone wow. Nowadays, that's a half for some people, mm-hmm. yeah. right? I mean, it literally is. Washington had that almost at the half the other day. So Iowa State at number 119, that's the difference to me. I mean, this Oakland defense is playing really well. Iowa State's not playing great offense. Again, if they were home, it would be a little bit different and probably somewhat closer. But I'm, I'm, I think the Sooners, I, I don't, I'm not sure about the cover. But I tell you, they're feeling good about themselves in Norman. And if they get on a bit of a roll... And Dylan Gabriel's already on somewhat of a roll. They get on a bit of a roll the way Nick Anderson's playing. You know, they've got they, – if they could get that – if they could figure the running game out. And this would be an excellent opportunity to do that against a good Iowa State defense. If you can get that running game going a little bit, they still haven't quite figured on one player. You know, Ryan Aber said yesterday he thinks – it's not necessarily Marcus Major, although I thought Marcus has flashed a little bit, then uh, then, then they could. They could certainly cover. But I, I agree with you in that I think Iowa State wants to make it a muddy game. Mm-hmm. They they want it to be slow. They want it to be deliberate, and they want to slow that Oklahoma offense down. And I think, too, you also have to, you know, if you're an OU fan, you have to be concerned a little bit is – you know why, but the week before OU Texas, OU has always, at least the last you know five years, has always kind of struggled, mm-hmm. whether it's at home or a road before OU Texas. And with as big right now as that OU Texas game looks like it could be, yeah. you wonder how focused is this OU team. You would think Venables would have them focus on Iowa State. Yep. But as you always say, they're 18 to 22-year-old kids. Yes, they are. So how focused are they by looking at this jersey when they're looking ahead to the Cotton Bowl at 11 a.m. next week. So yeah. that, that's one thing to be concerned about if you're kind of an OU fan because the last several years they have struggled in that week, that game leading up to OU Texas. Yeah, and if you're Iowa State, it's kind of your bowl game. I mean, you still want to get to one, but, hey, you win this one. 
you know, and I don't think they will. I certainly don't. No. Uh, but still, I, I think they'll do everything they can to, as you said, muck it up a little bit. All right, we got a text at 918-262-5072 because we talked a little bit earlier about SC Colorado. It's a game that Scott and I are going to pick here in a few minutes as well. You got SC going into Colorado, and they say, will the attitude affect USC in Colorado? I think that, oh, yes, I'm sorry, will the altitude altitude affect him? I thought it said attitude at first, which honestly, (laughs) I, you know, I would think could. Altitude, um, you know, they they make a big deal out of it. Tulsa's played at Colorado State a few times, played at Wyoming last year. I honestly have not heard an opposing team complain about it, but you hear, much like, you know, Denver at Mile High, where they have, guess how high you are there. I know there's a difference. I just haven't heard teams talk. It's been a long time since and somebody USC's went out and played there before. They have. So you might see it a little bit next year when Big Twelve teams travel to Boulder, who haven't been there in a long time since you know the Big Twelve days. It may be an issue next year. But USC's been to Colorado before. I don't. I don't see it being a big deal. I just don't hear about it anymore. And, you know, one of the reasons, honestly, there was a time when sidelines were nothing more than a bunch of players and some water. Now sidelines are every piece of medical equipment, oxygen. And you you got guys coming to the sidelines. And literally suitcases full of, you know, anything and everything of medical equipment, training equipment. But the O2 is a big deal. You got guys coming to the sidelines. And remember, we're seeing platoon football's a thing. Here at 844 on the Blitz, Rick Corey and Scott File. You're seeing a lot of guys run in and out. You're seeing a lot of people. You see wholesale changes, offensive, de- well, especially defensive lines, not offensive lines as much. But you're seeing guys come out. You see you guys tap the helmet and they come off. And when they do, they're hitting 02. And he, that makes a difference. You have that on the sideline that you did not have that long ago. And yeah, they've had it in the NFL for a while, but it's not been as prevalent in college. And you got that around, and believe me, the folks at USC are going to have it around. Then you have ways to kind of adjust to that. I just don't hear it as a as a problem anymore. As a matter of fact, if you read it the other way, will the attitude affect USC in Colorado? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and looking at the weather forecast, it's supposed to be fifty three and partly cloudy. So you know the weather. You know, as far as like cramping or over, you know, exhaustion, like weather shouldn't really play a factor in this one. Yeah, I think the bigger deal is going to be the loud, passionate crowd. Yes. And how Colorado comes out. How will USC handle that? Probably okay. It's not that Caleb Williams hasn't played in front of crowds like that. And most of those guys there and they get big crowds again in L.A. They just are quiet. I mean, L.A. crowds are notably fairly quiet. That's all there is to it. They golf clap <laughs> a lot as much as anything else. If they're else. Paying, even paying attention. Yes, and yeah, if they're not just taking selfies, that's absolutely true. So, I mean, from that standpoint, not sure. But I do think it's one of the fun games of the weekend. There's no doubt about that. All right, I wanted to do this because we played this a little earlier on, and I just thought it was fun. Two things that I thought were really fun. Before the Jets Kansas City, and remember, with the Jets Kansas City in New York, the number – I mean, the, the amount of ticket sales, average ticket prices went up 46% the instant Taylor Swift said she was going. Or or it came out. She didn't say, but she told somebody, and it, it came out. From $428 to $627. That's what the average price became. Then it kind of started to taper back down. But they've sold more than double amount of tickets for a single game than any other day this season. The Taylor Swift effect... Swelsey, hashtag. hashtag as this Swelsey. one, yes, as we get ready for this one, so it really jumped. 
Now, there are those, including Scott File, who absolutely believe. <laughs> You're right. I mean, you were the first one to say it. Well, I don't know if I was the first one. You but... were the first one I heard who said the whole thing's made up. It's all just a publicity stunt. Well, now an ESPN anchor, L. Duncan, has jumped on the pile. When she was asked about it, she said this. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. And there was nothing more clear then it was a stunt, then watching them leave the arena together. He looked nervous. He looked like he had zero game. It was the most platonic <laughs> walk of all time. That's all I kept thinking when they were walking by. Platonic. He's never touched that woman. They're not dating. This is a stunt. Now, when I said he does not know that woman. He doesn't know that woman. Okay, maybe he does. Apparently he does. They're not dating. The most private, the most private pop star we've ever seen in terms of celebrities. We never find out who she's dating until she writes about them years later. <laughs> and I'm supposed to believe that she's got a real thing brewing after what I saw on Sunday. Lies. Lies. I don't know if he looked nervous. I don't. I mean, here's a guy who plays in the NFL and has won a couple Super Bowls. I don't think he was nervous. I just, he just, it just didn't look like he just. It didn't look like he had any interest in being there. With He's her. got no game. He's never touched that woman. Those two <laughs> things were the two things that made me laugh the most. That was funny. All right, and look, we're, I know we're toward the end. Coming up in just a few minutes, going to be Dan Patrick about eleven minutes. Text me at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Is it real or not? You can just send yes or no. Come on, get to your phones nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Is it real or not? Just give me a text and let me know what you think. 849 on the Blitz 1170. Coming back, Scott and I will get our picks for the weekend. You can pick right along with us if you like. You are tuned in to the Blitz 1170 here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Text us at 918-262-5072. Cowboys are off this weekend. You'll hear the Dallas Cowboys, though, taking on New England. Tonight, Jinx football as they take on the folks over at Westmore. At 8.55, closing moments here before Dan Patrick or Corey and Scott file. All right, last night in the Temple, Tulsa Temple game, it's a broadcast you heard over course on 99.5 uh, Big Country. We found out that Steve Spurrier was actually at the game. Steve Spurrier, Jr., of course, is the offensive coordinator at TU. Yeah, so his dad was there. And so Jeremy went and had a chance to go find him. I'm just going to play the beginning of this because Jeremy goes over and finds him and gets all in. We're excited about doing this. And he starts the interview and gets uh, he gets corrected by the coach. I'm here with the old ball coach, Steve Head Spurrier, ball coach. Head ball coach here on the Tulsa sidelines. Coach, welcome to Tulsa. Uh- <laughs> Spurrier wanted to know, wanted to know right away. Head ball coach, not old ball coach. All right, good deal. It's 856 here on the Blitz 1170. Uh, that was fine. Pop rolled with it, man. Just went right into exactly what he should. Rolled with it and ran right on. And uh, Coach Barrier said some nice things about Coach Wilson mm-hmm. and about the city and all that. It's, I think he said maybe one of his first times here, which was kind of cool. All right, so let's get into our pick segment, shall we? Scott File and Rick Corey here. It's time for us to go. Let's do this. we got a couple of important games this weekend, and we already talked about one of them. Let's just start with USC Colorado. What do you think? I'm going up something, going Colorado. You know, I'm considering doing the same thing, but I'm going to stick with USC. I just have a feeling. All right, Georgia-Auburn. Georgia goes. It's one of the older rivalries in the game. Auburn not playing great offensively. Georgia, meh. What do you think? 
I still think Georgia uh, Auburn's not very good right now. I'm going. You're absolutely right. They are not. This one's fascinating. Kansas Texas is Texas looking forward? Does Kansas think about what happened? A Do couple they still years have ago? Texas's number? Exactly. Where does this one go? I'm going to start with this one. I'm going to take Texas, but I'm telling you, there's something in my psyche that tells me that Kansas is going to play them close. I'm probably going to hate myself for this, but I'm going to, I'm going to go Texas. You're going to go Texas, even though as well, I, right? I don't know. But, yeah, I'll go Texas. LSU Ole Miss. An, an LSU team very up and down, almost losing to Arkansas last year, but an, or last week. But an, LS, but an Ole Miss team that, once again, just gets close. And that's kind of well, that's kind of the Lane Kiffin thing. Right yeah, I was going to say that's his story. Yep. Yeah. I'm taking LSU. What do you think? Yeah, LSU. All right. Iowa State, Oklahoma. This is a no-brainer for me. I'm taking the Sooners. Yeah, OU. All right. Notre Dame, Duke. Who do you take, Scott? Notre Dame can key, can count the number of people on the field. I'm going Notre Dame. <laughs> I'm taking Duke in the upset. At home, big game for them. Um, West Virginia and TCU. Quietly Ooh. an important game. Where's this one at? I think it's at TCU, I think. Uh, uh, I'll go West Virginia. I'm going West Virginia as well. How about that? We're going to both do that. UAB Tulane. This is an important game in the American. I'll go Tulane. Yeah, I think Tulane as well, as long as Michael is healthy. Uh, Kansas City and the Jets. Who Kansas, wins the Swellsey game? Kansas City. Oh, yeah, I know we're both going to do that, right? All right. And how about this one? Dallas, New England. Ooh, I'll go Dallas. Yep, I'm going to do the same thing. All right, that's going to do it for another week of us here on the Morning Blitz. Thanks very much for tuning in and being part of it. Again, remember, we've got Cowboys football this week in Dallas. We have Keith Riggs and his Jinx Trojans tonight at 7.30. That actor, pardon me, tonight at 7. That one's going to be uh, right here on the Blitz 11.70 as well. Coming up in a few minutes, it's going to be time for Dan Patrick and, of course, this afternoon, the show with Pop and Colby as they get you ready for the weekend as well. A lot of high school, college, and professional football. But for right now, Let's do this. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. I hope your team wins, and I hope you have a great, great weekend. We'll see you back next week right here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.